Welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm your host, Teresa Blaze, and I've got my really good friend, my sidekick, my co-host, Michelle Saunders Guts, which, by the way, you can find us on Twitter at Teresa Blaze. And Michelle, what is your Twitter? At Saunders Guts. Please check us out, guys. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're really he- heavy hitting on the Twitters, so uh, find us find us there. Um, we have a lot to cover, and it just seems to be the theme of the show for this this season, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And ugh, there are some cases where it's been really ugly, but there have been some cases where it's been really good. So we are going to cover the Denver Broncos the Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And Michelle has a uh, a person of interest to highlight, which we will get to. And we have, have a sponsor today. So, hey, we've got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's get to it. First of all, um, let's get the ugliness out of the way, shall we? Let's deal with the team out of the three that we cover that has lost the most games. I mean, okay, no, maybe they haven't lost the most games, but considering that they played another really, really bad team, I, I'm i just really disgusted with them, and that would be the Arizona Cardinals. Michelle, you would say I give every team, every team a fair shake, and I pretty much try and approach covering them fairly, wouldn't you? Yes, I think so. I got to be honest, I am done with the coach. When he first came in, it was going to be interesting. He was going to bring in the air raid offense, and we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't know if we ought to get rid of the, the general manager as well. That's, you know, a little above my pay grade. I don't know. I know he's brought in some really key players and some really good talent. But you would think with all that talent that they could actually present it on the field. And I think that's an issue of coaching because when Cliff Kingsbury came in, you know, we were in a rebuild and he was known for the air raid offense and he got a lot of flack because, oh, that's not going to work in the NFL. Well, clearly that's kind of working. Case in point, look at the Baltimore Ravens, look at the the Bengals, look at a few other teams, okay, that are that have these quarterbacks that can torch you with their legs or throw the ball. But the problem with Cliff, as I see it, he's too cute with his plays and other teams have caught on. He has this mentality that, oh, if I play a, put a cute play together, a nice tricks, tricking play together, they won't catch on to it. And this actually looks really good. The problem is that's all he does. I mean, you once in a while, we'll see him focus on the run but not enough. And you can't be that one dimensional. And I mean, it's not all the coach's fault because a lot of the issue rests squarely on the shoulders of the players. And there's the issue that Kyler Murray got hurt. Tore his ACL out for the season. Okay. Well, that changes uh, things a little. Doesn't change the viewpoint that I think the coach needs to go, but it definitely changes uh, the team dynamic a little bit because now you've got Colt McCoy, who, by the way, is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, the players seem to know trust him. He gets the ball out quickly. He did okay 
in the previous game in, in, um, oh, who were we playing? I don't remember who we were playing, but, you know, he did pre, pre, pretty well in the previous game. Got himself hurt in the game against the Broncos out with a concussion. So now that you're playing against the Broncos and you, you're relying on your third string quarterback, this seems like a recipe for a nightmare. And it was. Michelle, your thoughts to this point? Hey, I've been listening intently and you and I've had a lot of different side conversations over this. Um, and I've listened a lot to a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions who followed the Cardinals and the Broncos and our commentators and really passionate about the NFL and winning and all those things. But it all points to the coach in terms of kind of where things are when it comes to rallying the troops and, you know, making sure that the team is a winning team or course corrects as needed. And it just seems like, you know, the Cardinals just haven't really performed well and haven't anticipated. And um, they're just struggling after seeing how they played this last season, you know, and it just has been really disappointing. I mean, it just, they have never really been able to step up and play to their potential. Um, and so I think everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I know for you to get to the point of, of saying the coach has got to go or the general manager and the coach, you know, you're looking at every aspect of what's happening with the team. So, I mean, I, I, I do have to concur. I just think, you know, it's, I guess it's a, it's a hard thing for leaders sometimes, you know, and you don't know all the ins and outs and what kind of pressure they're getting from the top or any of that either. So, you know, you, you just want to be fair, right. When you, when you speak out like that. And the other issue too is, okay, Kyler Murray and Kingsbury and Khan were all giving max contracts this past year. Okay. So you've got that dynamic in too. So I'm not sure that Michael Bidwell, who was the owner of the team is willing to cut them loose given what he's already paid them and the contracts he's signed. Well, that has a lot to do with it, you know? So I, I mean, the fans will revolt and they'll lose ticket sales and, you know, the players and the morale. I mean, they've just got to come up with a plan. They got to do something. And the thing, here's the thing. Okay. Last season, they started out. And you you remember this, Michelle, they started out 10 and two first half of the season. They were doing great. Nothing could go wrong. We were doing just wonderful. And then we started losing games and losing games. And I mean, we made it into the playoffs, but then we got our butts handed to us by the LA Rams. Okay. I don't, think that that has really changed i don't i don't know what happened uh to cause the bra the, the 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 cardinals to deflate to such a degree 
But I don't think that that changed out of the last half of the season. I think something happened and they just have not been able to flip that switch, step between the white lines and go, you know what? We are the Arizona Cardinals. We are a muddy blood and guts kind of team. And we're going to push you and impose our will on the other opposing team. They haven't found that kind of mentality. And it's kicked them in the butt ever since. And I don't know why. I is it is it because I mean I can't I guess I can't say that necessarily so as much about the defense. You know, the defense at times has shown itself to be wonderful. But the offensive side, they've been weak. I mean, almost every single time they have allowed teams to push them around. And I don't know whether it's just they're not ready to work or is it a matter of once again the coach wants to throw in these cute trick let me trick you kind of plays that the other teams are catching on to i i don't know what the full issue is but i know i've seen a season and a half of the same struggles and either get it sorted or you or he has to go and i don't think i'm the only one who's calling for it how many interceptions did that third string quarterback throw? At least two or three when he got brought in. And of course, on one hand, you can't really blame him because he didn't get the reps because he wasn't ready, but he should have been. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I would love to hear from our listeners, kind of for those that are the Cards fans, they should uh, share some of their thoughts. Wouldn't that be great? We'd, oh, we'd I would love, love to hear to. from them. Yeah, please, please. You can reach us uh, at Teresa Blaze at, M, uh, at Saunders Gutch, um, or you can reach out to the uh, Blaze and Gutch. It's all spelled out B-L-A-E-S-A-N-D-G-O-T-T-S-C-H. Um, please reach out to us. We would absolutely love to hear your feedback on the show. Uh, what do you guys think? Does Cliff need to go? Does Kime need to go? Um, Steve, uh, Steve Kime, you know, and apparently he's taking a leave of absence for health reasons. So I don't know what the story is with that necessarily. But my question remains, do they both need to be let go? Or does one of them or, or does something else need to be done? We'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Please let us know. Uh, and with that, let's move to the Denver Broncos. Who... Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay, yes, they got the win against the Cardinals, and they played like a real NFL team, but they have the same record as the Cardinals, as I recall. They're, what, they've only won four games? Yeah, they... And it's been... They've resurrected toward the end of the season. Let's put it that way. Like, all through the season, when I've sat down and watched a a Broncos game, I've just been like, oh, my God. And... Um, you know, I've heard for calls for for uh, Nathaniel Hackett to be to be uh, fired. You know, now is that happening? Now, maybe not. Especially with the win, I'm pretty sure the Broncos fans were very happy today uh, this week. Yeah, but they don't give a lot of grace to the Broncos because you know, always that whole you know history and Manning and all the. You know, it's their ego. 
you know, from all of that back then and the history of winning and Super Bowl wins and you know what I'm saying? I do. The Broncos have a winning history um, and they have a history of really solid quarterbacks playing for them. So, I mean, I understand where that comes from. I would say it's similar with the Cardinals. We have, we had, we pro- we've proven in the past that we can have a winning history. And I think that's the key here. If you have a team that is used to losing, then the fans are going to, you know, be a little more forgiving maybe because that's kind of how things go. Okay. But if your team is a winner, a bona fide winner, like I could think of, you know, the Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, other teams like that. Okay. Who are mm, the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. They're teams that are used to winning. They're used to stepping up and, and playing like they actually want to win. And so I could see where the fans are kind of going, hey, we've about had enough of this stuff. We've about had enough of all the losing. And I can and I'll be honest, I well, I've watched and Russell Wilson, he came from the Seattle Seahawks. He has been horrible this year. Now he didn't play against the Cardinals, you know, because I guess he's still dealing with some health issues. But when he has played, I uh, I've been watching him going. Dude, where's the Russell Wilson that used to torch my Arizona Cardinals? I'm not seeing it. And I don't know what is the issue that 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 is hurting the car, the uh, Broncos the most do you, in your mind? I think it's the coat the the team. They're not playing together as much. Oh, I mean there's just been a lot of adversity. They need some wins. I mean, strong wins so they can, I mean, I know they've come through a lot and Russell Wilson said they've grown closer as a result, but performance. And that's great. But but it's performance. Yeah. I mean, what, what kind of products are you putting on the field? And I mean, and, 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 and honestly, you could ask that of any situation, uh, whether in work or in life. Yeah. You may have gone closer to the people you're working with, but what kind of products are you putting on the field? Come to think of it, you know, I'm asking myself that question, you know, what am I putting out there when I put out content? What am I putting out there? You know, I mean, honestly, and I'm glad that the team has gone closer. I'm glad that that's happened. But at the same time, I'm I'm staring down your record going, what kind of culture are you building? Do you have a strong defense? Do you have... I mean, you've got some really solid defensive players, Patrick Sertan uh, and a few others like that. I mean... Yeah, you've got some really good players. But what kind of culture, at the end of the day, are you creating? And I don't know. I really don't know. So, I mean, to me, that's that's really the issue in my mind. It's definitely an ongoing process. And, you know, winning is really what everyone that plays in the NFL should want. When they're drafted or when they're brought into a team, when they're being paid, what they're being paid. I mean, these guys are all competitors. Just watching the Houston Texans playing the Chiefs in their last game, you can see the hunger in how they played and their physical 
you know, competitiveness. I mean, these guys were like at each other's throats, you know, we'll talk about that. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's an, uh, you know, the NFL, it's all about that. And anyone that's playing in the NFL, it's a privilege. I mean, you know, yeah, it mean, really it, is. It is. You know, and if you don't perform, if you don't measure up, you're going to get cut. And guess what? There goes your money. It should be like that, though, for everything. I mean, we're when you're being compensated, that's the kind of culture we have in America. I mean, well, I mean, in America that, you know, I, I've come out of in business and, you know, how I operate in how I you know, work in my ministry or in what I do um, in any of my consulting gigs or, you know, anything, you know, you want to give it your best. And especially when you are a Christian, right, too, you know, you're there inspired by excellence because you you have that standard. You're working for, for God, right, out there. So anyway. Yeah, we, we could really touch on that. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll touch on our sponsor. And then we've got another team to talk about who, thankfully, is doing a lot better than the teams we've covered. <laughs> uh, this week's sponsor is freedommugs.store. If you're interested in, in mugs, we're putting up all kinds of stuff. Uh, it is up. It is active. And you can go get yourself a nice coffee mug uh, to sit down and put together. Put, Put some hot chocolate, some tea, some coffee, whatever you want. You can put it in there, and we got all we got all sorts. We got ones for you know the soul. If you have a uh, someone who serves in our armed forces, we have a, a right now we're focused on holiday mugs. So we have someone who we have mugs that honor that. We have mugs that honor the firefighters, the police, you know that kind of thing. So if you have someone like that in your life that you want to get a mug for to honor, please go to www.freedommugs.store. Pick up your mug, and I guarantee you they will enjoy it. Um, Michelle, I'm going to turn it over to you because you're the resident fan of the Chiefs, and they have been doing a lot better than, say, the other two teams have. So why don't you give us a recap of the previous two games that they won, and then let's really dive into that thought that you had around um just how the uh, the especially the Texans played because I thought that was really interesting. You know, the Chiefs' recent win against the Houston Texans was close, and I mean, it was a very heart palpitating game. I can tell you right now because the Chiefs, as they do at times, didn't start really performing to the level that they usually perform until. <laughs> two minutes before the game was to end, which then sparred them into overtime, which it was just like pulling teeth to be able to get any kind of yardage gains because of the calls and penalties and flags and all kinds of you know, challenges that were thrust upon them. Uh, it was not an easy win. It was one of the most painful wins I have seen in a while watching them play. And, you know, I know Houston Texans 
had the worst record in the NFL and they gave Dallas a run for their money. Um, and I think that gave them a little bit of confidence, but they had something to prove and you should never, ever, 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 ever get complacent, ever get cocky, ever get confident so much that you can't, you know, play an underperforming team, which is what they were doing. They, I mean, they were just not, they were playing a little sloppy Mahomes, you know, there's just a few things there that, and, and Houston's defense, man, they were coming at them. I mean, they were definitely doing their thing. It sounds like it was a trap game for the chiefs. I mean, it really does sound like this was a trap game. I mean, um, you know, you're coming in, uh, we got this. I mean, they got the worst record. Uh, we can just walk all over them. And all of a sudden, no, wait, they've actually come to play. Okay. Well, yeah. And, you know, you can always watch Patrick Mahomes. And, I mean, he is truly such a gifted, gifted quarterback. You can play in the pocket, out of the pocket, run down the ball, you know, do all those things. He's not the only NFL QB that is, you know, can do all those things either, though. But I'm just saying that, man, I mean, he's learning, he's growing. I mean, he'll do what he can, but he's, I will make this admission. Chiefs want to win and they will play to win. Now, sometimes they get sloppy and poor Buckner. I mean, the guy just was struggling in that game. I mean, I don't know, but when you've been a success, like Buckner, and you've never missed any field goals. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 you're missing field goals. I mean, that's got to be a hard thing to process. And, you know, he coming up, him coming off an injury and that's, you know, too. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's always challenging, you know, psychologically. And I think he was struggling a little bit there too. Could the injury still have been bothering him? Well, that I don't know because I haven't followed up to understand, you know, maybe what might have happened, you know, to him when he, you know, that one field goal was a reach, you know, for him. But he has had no problem clearing yardage, high yardage goals. So anyway, that game, thankfully, the Chiefs did win. They were very fortunate because they got, you know, the other team fumbled and they picked up. And I mean, that was a great ending. That was a, a, a luck on their end. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I was questioning whether they were going to really win the game here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, they couldn't they couldn't get it done. Houston, Houston has the ball and you're thinking, OK. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Oh no. They cough it up. Yeah. I mean, they were relentless. They were relentless. I mean, you know, there in those ref calls by that ref, he's known not to be a fan of the chiefs, Mm. but I mean, I can't, I, I, I think they need to do more review of all those calls personally. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're doing it. I would I would say they are in gen- they need to do it in general because it's not just the Chiefs that have um, really uh, 
very questionable calls, and I'm trying to find a polite way to say it because, uh, you know, uh, there have been times when you hear these calls and you're like, are you kidding me? You know, and um, you don't want to say something where you're you're cursing because you but you about want to when the ref makes these really dumb calls. And I, yeah, you know, you about want to like wring the guy's neck. And I and I know that the players were getting frustrated, too. I mean, and I just kept saying, keep your cool, keep your cool, keep your cool, keep focused, keep focused, keep focused. Win that game. You know, you want to you want to be the champs. You know, they want to be AFC West champs seven years in a row now counting this year. And, you know, and I know they still are hungry to get in the Super Bowl and play. You know, I don't know where that's going to stand. But now going back to the game prior, that's, I mean, the Broncos really showed up in that game. And I will tell you that it was an enjoyable game to watch. I mean, being a former Bronco fan, um, you know, I, I do have a desire to see, you know, the team succeed. You know, I just am a great fan of the chiefs now. I mean, it took me a while to get there when I did. I really, really, you know, push my heartstrings and I really do care about, you know, players and all that. But I mean, living in the community where I live and now, you know, I do focus on wanting to see our, our team win. Um, but I will say that again, the chiefs, should have dominated in many areas and it wasn't a fully dominated game by the chiefs especially considering the broncos how they were coming in and how they were playing i absolutely agree and i believe that game is where russell wilson got his concussion oh yes and that was because he went out of the pocket took a risk went out there jumped in i mean he was trying to really you know, help his team win and show up. I mean, that's where I saw the best of Russell William, um, Wilson's um, performance with the Broncos. But unfortunately, yes, that he took a really bad hit to his head. And, oh, man, I didn't know if he was going to get up. Oh, and then that, you see him run scared. into the tent. And that he scared me. Nodule that scared me for a minute. Head. Oh, yeah. I think he, his wife and children and the Broncos coaches and the Broncos team and community, all of them. Well, and, and if I remember right, and there was a scene, there was a situation where even the Chiefs players were surrounding him and going, hey, dude, are you OK? You know, I mean, this was that's they were the, worried. Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, this game, we love it and we talk about it and we criticize it, but it is a brutal sport. Now we all now we also criticize because we say, hey, you know, are we trying to like focus on 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 the I don't know. Like I think in some instances I think the NFL does exceptionally well. You know, in some instances you're going, okay, no. Um, can we just get rid of some of the stupid calls? Because this is a rough sport and it needs the players need to be allowed to play. Yeah, it's just a hard balance. Um, you know, you hear Patrick Mahomes' wife on um, occasion, she'll call out things. And you heard what Tom Brady's former wife 
talked about with Tom Brady and the sport playing, you know, not being an advocate of the violence, you know, that takes place when it is a violent sport. You know what I mean? And, you know, it is it is rep. That's why I think a lot of players get play play um, the game the way they do. But it's a risk that they take. And, you know, they we don't hear the after stories, you know, of what an NFL former NFL player is doing after coming out of, you know, when we knew we do know John Elway's in a pretty good place overall with his health and, you know, ability to walk and all those things from all the hits. But still, I mean, it's it's rough. The thing is, I mean, do we enjoy it? Yeah. Do we do? Is the NFL a good thing? I think so. I mean, I know there's other football leagues. There's the Arena Football League. There's other, you know, so on and so forth. There's college. There's, you know, and I get, I get that. But I think by nature, if a sports, sports by nature are character building. And if you can get up after taking a hit, and you know what, and you go, you know what, I faced that. I took it. It hurt, but I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to play again. I think that says a lot about the player itself. Yes, it is a character building. You know, it is character building. It's team building. It's all those things. Leadership. I mean, some of the most well-respected coaches have come out of the NFL and, you know, their leadership, um, you know, training and all those things. You know, Vince Lombardi, you know, you can think about Mike Dickett, Mike Shanahan, you know, Dan Reeves, some of those. And of course, Andy Reid, he is a top notch, incredible coach. And, you know, just have always regarded and respected him. And there's many, many others. But, you know, we're talking chiefs. So (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it totally. Well, I think we've kind of covered. um, Is there anything else that you want to say about the other two games before we move on to your uh, player of the week? The only thing I can say is I'm hoping that Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the offensive coordinator, um, as there's been some rumors about their interactions, um, I hope they can work through anything. I mean, I know that those are rumors. I don't know how legit they are, but I do know that, you know, the team has some, you know, continued work to do um, all together and in terms of their offense and defense and, you know, sometimes you see the weak, the weak areas, you know, in how they perform. So hopefully they can get it all together, you know, with just collectively working as a unit, kind of like the body of Christ, right? You've got this part, that part, that part, and we're fragmented sometimes, sometimes we're not all together. And I mean, you, you got to all be in sync. So that's what I hope, I hope they work towards too. And especially considering we're pretty late into the season uh, and we only have a handful of games left. Uh, and then, we, and then we have the postseason to deal with. Well, we've got a game this Sunday, the chiefs, um, excuse me. Yeah. Saturday, 
it's a Saturday afternoon game. Um, and we've got that New Year's Day game um, coming up. And so, you know, there's still some Seattle, I think, is who they play um, this Saturday. And then on New Year's Day, they play the um, Broncos again. So it'll be, it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. And we've, we've still got some game. Oh, yeah. We got some game ahead of us. And I, I don't know about you, but I look forward to it. And then I look forward to coming on here and, and discussing it. That's what we do best. Um, so with that, Michelle, let's get on to your top, your pick for the player that we are going to highlight. Who is it? And tell me, tell us about them. Friends, Christian McCaffrey is who I'd like to highlight in this episode. And reason for that, I've watched him play. Uh, he's gone um, through a couple of teams. Um, Seattle, the Broncos. Yes. Um, or no, Cardinals. 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 Yes, Cardinals. And then he's played, not Seattle, I apologize. He played for the North Carolina Panthers, and now he's playing for the San Francisco 49ers. But I will say that when I lived in Denver, I was a big fan of his dad, Ed McCaffrey, who played for the Broncos. So my husband and I knew that uh, Christian was going to be up and coming as an NFL running back because the way, you know, his dad played and he played for Valor High School in Colorado in the Denver area, uh, played for Christian High School and that high school was known for its great football too. It was a private Christian high school. But anyway, I saw him play when I watched the 49ers play the other night. And I just thought it'd be good to bring to the listeners a little bit more about him and his faith in God. Um, he definitely uh, grew up in a Christian home and is a believer. He uses a Bible verse to push him to be fearless against his opponents. Um, and that verse is Proverbs 1, 7, that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that has actually helped him shape his approach to how he faces his opponents and pushes him to play fearlessly. And so... I think that is an incredible mindset that he uses on every place. So he really integrates that into his athleticism. And, you know, he tries not to be scared of anybody. And it can give you a confidence booster that you need. And that there's only one person that we should fear and respect. And that is God, you know. So I love how he centered that. I know that he had to overcome and an ankle sprain in his 2020 season and a tweaked quad and he had a shoulder in injury. And so, you know, he had to lean into that, his physical mortality. You know, we all have to, as you know, Teresa, I have been recovering myself from a concussion then having to lean into my faith and lean into scripture and what God's word says. And, you know, I do think um, he, you know, has really conditioned himself mentally as an athlete. Um, and then, 
he did excel to earn um, the U.S. Army All-American Honors in 2014. Um, and that was way back, you know, before he graduated. And in addition to that, he continues to kneel. He gets on his knees. He kneels um, before, the, you know, the games and he prays. And he, uh, you know, he's just trying to, you know, live out his faith. And he has several favorite chapters in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, I do think that those, you know, he really leans into there. And I love how he really, um, you know, is trying to live for God on and off the field there. But I thought the listeners would enjoy learning more about how he leans into Bible verses, which is what I think is really cool about him too. I really, I really like that. And I could actually see how, um, you know, that verse that you quoted um, really would affect, because if you're not, if you don't fear anyone, but God, then when you step between the lines, you're, you're staring at someone else across the field from you. You're not really afraid of what that other guy is going to try and do to you. You're just going to go and do your own thing. And that, that really, um, that really strikes me as, um, you know, I, I, I love that. I love that about him. And it sounds like, you know, he's on Instagram. He's dating a very, very beautiful gal that, um, I think, you know, uh, she's very high profile. She's, um, her and her sisters are very well known, um, but I mean, I guess he restored her faith and love because of the kind of person he is too. And, you know, he's really tried to lean into his faith in how he approaches even his relationships, his personal life. So, you know, you can always find out more about him. And a lot of where I um, leaned into for information was through Sports Spectrum. Um, and I do want to give them the credit um, for, you know, bringing a lot of information out there about him that it can be shared. And, you know, I do think we have to rely on God all the time through good times, through bad times. And that's what's important. And that's what I know I've had to do, too. We all do. And so I think he's a great um, role model there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I definitely think, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a solid uh, choice to be highlighted. So I'm really happy to hear about him. I'm happy to hear uh, that, you know, he's living out his faith on and off the field, which is really what this show is about. So, Michelle, thank you so much for highlighting him. Hey, you're welcome. It was fun. Absolutely. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the show. I think at looking at, you know, the NFL to this point, I think we're, you know, we're starting to see who the, uh, you know, the players are uh, going, you know, we've got to start looking at the playoffs and who we think are going to be um, the contenders are. I think, I mean, for me, I would say definitely Buffalo is going to be a dangerous contender. Whoever they play, they are going to be dangerous. Yeah, the Eagles, Vikings. We got Cowboys. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some uh, teams that I think 
the question, I'm wondering though who the dark horse is going to be. Who's going to be that team that sneaks in and really makes a statement? It'll be there. Um, I need to think on that one, Teresa. <laughs> I bet. So do I. It's that, but that, that's definitely a question. Um, but I think for now, I think we're going to wrap things up here, uh, guys. Please, if you like what we're trying to do here, please share the show. Um, you know, we're trying to be as consistent and uh, legit as we can. And we just, we just love football and we want to share it with everybody who also loves football. Uh, you can check out past episodes at www.blazinggutch.com. You can find us on Twitter at Blazing Guts. You can find us on Facebook at Blazing Guts. With that, I'm Teresa Blaze. Uh, this has been Michelle with Michelle Saunders Gutch, and we are out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 